today, uh, we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, but also throughout the church, we call World Day of Prayer for Vocations, where we are encouraged to pray for vocations, both the priesthood and religious life. Now, I've been a priest for about 19 years, and during this time as a priest, I've done a lot of vocation talks and questions and answers with young men and women. Uh, and one of the main questions, the most predominant questions that I get as a priest from young people, particularly high school students, is, Father, did you ever have any girlfriends when you were younger? Or even more blatantly, Father, did you like girls when you were younger? <laughs> and the truth is, yes, I did like girls. I still like girls. But I had a number of girlfriends when I was younger. But when I was in college, I felt that call to the priesthood. In fact, I had to break up with one of my girlfriends in order to follow the call to the seminary. Not easy, but that call to the priesthood means renouncing the good of marriage and that natural inclination and desire to be married, to be a father, to have a family. But as I have thought about this question of, Father, do you like girls or did you date girls? realize that there's a deeper sort of assumption there, whether or not those who ask the question realize it or not. And that deeper assumption is that the person who chooses priesthood and religious life, the person who chooses celibacy over marriage, must be absolutely insane in order to choose to be alone for the rest of their lives. Because that's what you're choosing. You're choosing to follow Christ in a radical way and give up a relationship, give up a family, and to be alone, to be not married. And so for so many people today, particularly young people, the millennials and such, this is absolute insanity. And that's why it leads to these types of questions. You obviously must be either crazy, asexual, or some type of an angel to want to give up relationships and marriage. And so as I thought about it and discussed it, this question with very wise and holy people, I realized there is a deeper issue here. As usual, there's a deeper issue that we can peel back the onion. And this comes to what studies have shown is the biggest fear of the younger generation today, much more than older generations who had their fear of nuclear war or cancer or disease, what a lot of people fear is losing their job, losing members of their family. The number one fear that studies and polls bear out for the millennial and younger generation is a crippling fear of loneliness, of loneliness, of being alone, without family, without friends, without loved ones. And this is something that I've seen so many young people indeed do experience. A fear of being alone, of feeling loneliness, and even more of not finding that companion, of going through life without anyone. This fear of not having a spouse, the struggle of even finding friends. And it leads to so much of the depression, the anxiety, and unfortunately, sometimes even suicide today. And so because of this great 
fear of loneliness. This is the worst thing imaginable. When they look at somebody who is a priest or a nun who's not married, obviously then they're lonely. Obviously then their life has got to be miserable. So a call to the priest in a religious life would be the basic perfection of every single fear that lies at the root of today's generation. And so there's not even a consideration of a vocation, not even a wanting to think about it or follow it, and those who do must obviously be crazy. But the truth that I want to share with y'all is, and some of you may know this, is that from my experience as a priest and from knowing a lot of other priests and religious, my life and the life of the priests and religious is not lonely at all. Absolutely not at all, particularly for the parish priest. You're called to be a shepherd as we celebrate today, Good Shepherd Sunday. You are living with the sheep all of the time. And so priests find great joy in getting to know their parishioners, going out to eat with them, being friends with them, being part of their family, walking through them and their children with all the different sacraments and stage in their life. And so, if that's the truth for a parish priest, imagine what it's like for me. I live with y'all, and I'm an independent person. I don't really get lonely at all. I, in fact, I'm really pretty excited about the summer. I get the house back to myself. I don't have to see anybody during the day. I can do my own thing. But normally, I, if I want to watch a movie, I want to hang out, I want to talk to somebody, there's always something here. I am never alone. I am never lonely. In fact, I'm pretty excited to be alone now for the course of the summer. This is reality. And if you think it's true for parish priests, imagine what it's like for men and women who in a religious life, you're living with people all of the time. You're eating with them, praying with them, talking to them, hanging out with them, doing fun things with them. You're living in community. And that's why I think these younger religious communities like the Servadoras are so popular. Because there is such a vibrant community life, you know that you are never going to face loneliness. And so the truth is, and I think studies can bear this out, that priests and religious actually live much more fulfilled lives, much happier lives. And I'll give you some pretty clear evidence of this. We all know that the divorce rate for married couples, Christian, non-Christian, Catholic, hovers at about 40%. I don't know the exact number, I haven't read the studies, but for priests and religious who have taken their final vows, I bet it's something like 5% leave. It's nowhere near 40%. So if our existence was so miserable, so terrible, so lonely, why are all the married people leaving each other? It's because that is probably much more difficult the existence that we live as priests and nuns. But yet, no one can see it, even though the facts are right in front of our faces. But I'm going to also conjecture something else. That while this fear of loneliness is at the root of why people stay away from priesthood and religious life, because they think it's going to be lonely, there is something deeper we can continue to peel back the onion. The real problem that our generation faces today is not so much a fear of loneliness, but the fact that so many people, particularly millennials, and I'm not trying to pick on you millennials, but this is just the fact, 
that you do not know how to be alone. Being alone is different than loneliness. But in order to live a full, happy existence, we have to learn as humans to be able to be alone, to be able to be at peace with who we are, not dependent on affirmation and relations to other people. Blaise Pascal, the very famous French Catholic philosopher, said, I have often said that the sole source, cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to stay quietly in his room. And boy, oh boy, have I seen that. And people today don't know how to be alone. And the truth is, it's often not the fault of anyone, particularly young people. We grow up in that super busy society. You can't sit by yourself in your room. You've got to be running to this activity, going visit with these people, doing this or that never having time to be alone. And even if you are alone by yourself, you're consumed by media, social media, text messages, calling people on the phone, always connected. And even if you're going to sit down by yourself in order to watch Netflix or some television, you're doing it to really distract yourself so that you don't have to really face your own thoughts. What's going in our hearts? to be quiet and to be alone. Most people today, if I say, I want you to sit by yourself without any kind of distractions, just with your thoughts for about an hour, most people would have to be institutionalized just after five minutes. They cannot be alone. And this is a really serious problem because it leads to unhappiness walking around, running around, trying to be distracted without having to really look at ourselves to address who we are, sitting alone with ourselves and sitting alone with our thoughts. And that brings me to the final root. The real issue when we look at this idea of why people reject or don't respond to a call to the priesthood of religious life, not just fear of loneliness, not just the inability to be alone, but the truth is, if we cannot be alone and just sit quietly and just be, then it is impossible to pray. Absolutely, completely impossible to pray. And that's the problem. The reason that young people often do not respond as they ought to call to the priest of religious life is because they're not praying. They're not really authentically praying and able to hear the call that comes from God. And I'm not talking about saying a novena or reciting a few prayers, but really sitting down, one-on-one, heart-to-heart with Jesus in silent prayer. Not keeping ourselves occupied by all kinds of stuff, but facing the Lord, and in facing the Lord, facing ourselves. But that's where the real fear comes in, that if we're going to be silent in prayer, then guess what? The Lord is going to dredge things up that we don't want to face. Our fears, our insecurities, our shame. And rather than have to face that, we would prefer to do something else. But if you're not sitting in prayer and not open to the movement of the Spirit, what God does to us and in us, rather than what we do, then you're never going to hear the call of the shepherd. 
Indeed, yes, the Christ does call, but if we're not paying attention, if we're not praying, we're not going to hear. I've told this story before, and I think it is probably the time that I really knew I was called to be a priest. I had had my conversion, but I was dating this girl, and I remember one time we were going out to dance or to listen to music or something, and she looked at me and she said, you know, I really think you prefer to spend time in prayer than to spend time with me. And I thought, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Not that she wasn't a nice girl or pretty or whatever, but I was spending a lot of time in quiet and holy hour, and I realized at that point, yeah, it's true. I do prefer to spend time in prayer than with you. And that's what the catalyst was to make me really begin to break that relationship off and thus enter the seminary. I was spending a lot of time in prayer, going to holy hours, spending time before mass praying, and that's where the Lord began to work on me, whether I knew it or not. And I grew up, granted, I grew up as a kid who was a big introvert. I had no problem being alone. I could sit on a Saturday for three or four hours and play with my Star Wars figures and not talk to anybody, and I was completely content. But it was that that sort of acted as the seedbed for my vocation. It's that silence that led to be able to be able to pray, to be alone, and to hear the voice of the Lord. And so that is my prayer request for all of you today. We often have said, well, today in the World Day of Prayer for Vocations, we want to pray for vocations. Yeah, do so. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus still calls people to the priesthood and religious life. It's just that young people quite often don't listen or don't answer. Why? Because they're afraid of loneliness. Why? Because they don't know how to be alone. Why? Because they're not praying. And so that is, should be our prayer. Lord, help people learn to pray. Learn to really listen. To be vulnerable with the Lord so they can feel the movement of the Spirit. Hear your voice and say, yes, Lord, I will follow. Amen.